Hello and welcome back to the National Association for Primary Education podcast. My name is Bart Taylor. I am the producer of this show and the vice chair of the association. We're really delighted you can spend some more time with us here. And one of the things we love doing the most as an association is to share child-centered, child-focused education. And that's exactly what we've got for you today. We were so delighted when Beth Tweddle and her team reached out to, to want to share their new physical literacy program that they have as part of Beth Tweddle Gymnastics. Now, one of the things about the COVID-19 situation is it's brought all of our focus online. And while Beth has had a very successful 10 years since her, her retirement from, in a business sense in terms of her inspiration and her enthusiasm for bringing her values to education, she has a 10-week scheme of work aligned to Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2 outcomes across science, PHSE and physical education. And it's centred around the development of physical literacy and the Beth Tweddle values. Now, the complete 10-week programme can be used for a whole school and each week is centred around one of the values such as teamwork, determination, aspiration and bravery. And each pack will consist of videos and resources provided exclusively from Beth Tweddle, who, of course, not only is an Olympic medalist and world champion, but also an an avid advocate for how education is such an important thing for us to to share and nurture and share our experiences with with the next generation and and a combination of these two things I think comes across so profoundly in this interview I can't wait to be able to share it with you so this is my interview with Beth Tweddle talking about her new physical literacy program hello and welcome Beth Tweddle Thank you very much for being on the podcast today and I'm delighted that you've been able to to share your passion for education and share your experience of of what it takes to take that idea of sport being something which we can all enjoy but wrap it into the national curriculum and really inspire children. So really thank you so much for being here today. No worries, it's exciting to be here. Let's start with exactly what the program is that you've developed and I, I would imagine it's going to be the fact that the online element is something which we're all really getting to grips with at the moment especially in the in the current situation. Yeah I think um, obviously I ha- I've had my own company now um, Battle Gymnastics for about 10 years um, and prior to COVID um, within schools we used to deliver um, gymnastics lessons um, just to help teachers um, we quite often receive feedback that they were wary of teaching gymnastics. Um, so that's what we did prior to COVID. And then obviously COVID hit, but schools were still wanting that physical literacy, the physical activity element. Um, so as a business, we developed um, the value awards um, and it was to link in not only keeping the children active um, whilst they were at home, because most of them obviously were at home, but also to link it into some of their everyday school subjects as well. Because quite often you'll get children that absolutely love sport, but they don't necessarily enjoy the academic subjects. So we thought, how do we link the sport into those academic subjects so that they could relate to it and hopefully enjoy it um so throughout the program it's broken down into different sections so they get every week they get a checklist of the things that they're going to do and each week there's a knowledge and understanding piece which is what links it back into the the core subjects and then they get a participation challenge so there's different activities to do and they do it for 30 seconds and then over the course of the 10 weeks they can try and improve on their numbers and obviously challenge themselves. It's all about um, 
working to challenge themselves rather than beating someone else. Um, and then there's also the physical literacy lesson, and that can be anything from hand-eye coordination, jumping and hopping, um, throwing practice. So we've tried to put all the sort of basic fundamental movements and make games out of them. Obviously, during that first part of lockdown, children were at home, they were missing their friends. So we were trying to sort of put that that fun element back into it. And the great um, thing is we've had amazing feedback from our schools um, within the northwest that took the product um, and also we've worked very closely with the association for physical education who have um, reviewed the whole program as well so it's something that as a company we're really proud of to enable children to still keep physically active and during this period and how does how was the sort of the development from, like you say, having coaches going in, delivering gymnastics within school and after school clubs and those kind of things to actually making it within the school day? Because there are so many benefits of actually being able to, to reach every child that way, aren't there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that was one of the real advantages of this online product is um, obviously when we were speaking to schools, normally we'd be working for maybe two hours in the school. So you're only really working with two two classes of children, um, so maybe 60 pupils, whereas this product um, has both Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2 within it. So if you are a three-form entry across from reception all the way through to year six, it was appropriate for all ages. And I know a couple of the schools that we work with um, already, they had given their children iPads prior um, when, when we went into lockdown. So they actually got the children to record some of the things that they were doing and sending it back into the school so that the school could actually see what they were up to. And a couple of the activities, I think it's the um, last week, they do a mini sports day and they have to, as part of the knowledge and understanding piece, it was write a letter to Beth, so obviously to myself, and keep hold of that letter, take it into school and get the letters sent to me. Um, so I'm looking forward to receiving some of those letters. We've, we're literally just coming into the last week of it. So um, I can't wait to to receive some of those letters from the children, um, seeing what they've been up to, not only with our activities, but also during this lockdown down period. For, for a lot of these children, it, it it's a very strange time for them. So um, hopefully they've enjoyed doing the programme and they've enjoyed doing it and interacting with their, whether it's their family they're living with or whoever they're living with during lockdown. And I think having that direct ability to to communicate with the person that they're seeing on on the video and, and obviously being able to having seen you on television or YouTube or wherever they've come across all these elements I think that that sense of being able to achieve anything to to actually have life or whatever goal you're going for a reality I think joining all those dots up is something incredibly special yeah I think again that was one thing we really wanted to touch on so I'm I always speak passionately about the skills that gymnastics has taught me it yes it taught me how to do gymnastics and obviously I won a lot of things throughout my career but actually the values that I've walked away from whether it's uh, determination or um, friendship and things like that I've I've been able to use them throughout my life um, and obviously now that I've kind of 
retired from the competitive element, I've now used it in business. So for each um, one of the 10 weeks, there's a different value. So it ranges from fun to teamwork, helpful, determination, aspiration. And each of those elements, um, I do a video at the beginning kind of explaining what that value is, what it meant to me as a gymnast and how it can relate to them. And my favorite one is, um, well, it it is friendship, but one of them is um, inspiration. And quite often you will ask a child, who is your role model? Who's your inspiration? Whereas actually what I'm trying to get across to them during this is, do you know what? You are probably an inspiration to someone. It might be a younger child in your school that looks up to you. It might be your younger brothers or sisters that look up to you. So there's an activity um, based around why are they special? Why are they inspirational? So for me, that it really hit a chord that they are special. They are inspirational. And I want them to know that. And also, like you said, knowing that if they've got a dream, whatever that dream is, they can achieve it. So there's that aspirational uh, values in there. And then it links into determination, because if you want to achieve that, that dream, they can use the determination um, to do it. And sometimes you need the bravery, you need the teamwork to be able to achieve that dream. So we worked hard on those values. Some of them um we have six values as a company anyway, um, and then we've created those extra ones um, for the 10 weeks. So I love the fact that hopefully it, it might only be one value that the children really focus in on. But actually, if that one value is teamwork, that will see them a long way in life because even when you come out of school and you're trying to get a job and you're working in that environment, it, it's all about teamwork. So I hope they love the values and for me um, it really it fits in with how I achieved what I did Um, and I would love to be able to pass that on Um, and after every value that I explained there's a um, a pulse raiser video so they they sit and do a well not sit um, they obviously stand up and do that pulse raiser video with me so I'm teaching them how to do this for and by the end of the 10 weeks they can do a two minute pulse raiser um so yeah it, it is exciting and it was great I've started to get tweets through from parents the of the children doing it in front of their tr- uh, tvs and sending those videos through so that kind of puts a smile on my face when you're you're sat there knowing that all of that hard work is, is paying off for these children. There are a couple of things there which really strike me as being incredibly powerful. And I, I remember when I was at school, what you said about the kind of you being inspirational for somebody else or or yeah. the people around you. As, as a musician, when I was at school, the, the first thing is the opportunity was key. When I, I was at school and we had to play a musical instrument as part of our, our sort I of year group. Music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> and, um, but it was that I kind of would never have picked up a pair of drumsticks. I say musician, I'm a drummer, so it's kind of, yeah, you could take that either either way. Um, but it's that kind of, it wasn't something on my radar, it wasn't anything, but it was something we had to do. And then having had the experience, having been engrossed in it for a year, I then just flew. I had the people around me and the opportunity. But in terms of taking that into being a professional, then it was it was the sense that 
it was the next step. I could see the person a year or two older than me that was in the the senior wind band rather than the junior wind band, and then those people were then playing for a county ensemble and then they were going to music college and then all of a sudden they were playing in a famous orchestra and it was it was just that kind of for me because that was my passion I could see the immediate steps as well as the bigger picture and 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 I think that's really 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 key from from my experience and I can understand why that really really works um, for what you were saying in terms of actually being aware of of how you're having people that are following in your footsteps as well. Yeah, I, do you know what? People often ask me, how does it feel to be a role model? And I, that, it was never something that I set out to do. I, I loved what I did as a youngster. I started gymnastics when I was seven because I was very hyperactive. I tried lots of other sports and gymnastics was the one that I really engaged with. And as soon as I did my first competition, um, I I came out of my shell. I was very shy um, in school and then suddenly when I was doing a competition I was a completely different child so I guess I just I just want to be able to pass that passion on to any young child like yourself when you said that you just saw you had that opportunity to have a go at music and you suddenly found you were good at it well actually by doing some of these activities they might find that they're really good at throwing well what sports have got throwing involved in it that they could possibly go and try whether that's through their school or whether that is outside of school through a local club and so I'm hoping that by teaching them the fundamental movements it's setting them up to be able to grow and try lots of different sports and I know that there's so many schools out there that that do provide those opportunities do give that insight into lots and lots of different sports and I guess um this is my way of being able to do it for gymnastics and physical literacy um during this period I mean I know that the traditional model of teaching gymnastics in schools has been really successful in the northwest area um but obviously with COVID hitting and most of the children being at home, it just wasn't an option. And this was kind of my way of still being able to get children physical active, uh, physically active and having fun whilst being at home. The, the value idea and the understanding of all these things, um, it, what, you're, what you're talking about now is really sort of demonstrating all those all those elements because like you say it's it can be the thing that takes you to the the top of the world in your chosen um, profession or or whatever your activity is but it's also the thing that makes you be adaptable it makes you understand who you are and the type of way you want to work and how you want to live yeah. your life and it's that which then supports you for the rest of your life isn't it yeah and then do you know my business partner Steve Parry he's also an Olympian and I think both of us coming into COVID, don't get me wrong, it was a very stressful time. And um, you kind of, at first, it was my whole life, you kind of feel everything is shutting down around you. You can't see your family. You're, all of those kids that we normally teach gymnastics to, whether it was after school or in school, that's suddenly all shut down. But as Olymp both of us being Olympians, it was a case of, right, here's the problem what's the solution to this? And I think straight away, both of us had that mindset of how do we still work with children during this period to make sure that they are getting the most out of it? Um, and I think 
that's what helped create this program. Um, it was already a product that was being developed in the background, um, ready to be uh, pushed out. But I guess um, COVID just kind of brought it forward a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's amazing how the the world kind of works for you sometimes, even when even when it doesn't appear for that to be the case straight off the bat. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I've got a great team that have worked on it. it. Don't get me wrong, it's not just myself. But I think between us, we've got uh, a wealth of uh, expertise. And um, obviously, we've now, having had um, the feedback from AFPI and also uh, the feedback from the first lot of schools that did it through the summer term, um, one of the schools had had a phone call with the parents to kind of see what their feedback was. And it, it was all really positive feedback. So that kind of puts a smile on your face when you get those emails through um, that all that hard work, is, is it's doing what I wanted it to do. It's putting a smile on the children's faces. And you talked about having the values within the company as well. Does, did that yeah. come from from your experience of, of being a gymnast or was it something that came from a business standpoint? Where, where, where did that start with? I think a bit of both. Obviously, um, I had my own values um, that I kind of like to adhere, not adhere to, but that had kind of got me through my career. So we've got different programs, um, obviously the national curriculum program and then the after school program that's broken down um, into a gym stars, which is two to seven year olds, and then also an eight plus um, uh, academy section. And I think it was about two years ago, we decided to basically align all the values across all three programs because we were finding that some of the children were obviously doing the national curriculum program, finding that they were really enjoying gymnastics in that in school environment and wanting to take it further. So we wanted to keep that consistency. So for I guess it was a bit of both is the answer to your question in the fact that every business will have their own values and these are the customer facing values to, um, to show what are the skill sets that the children um, can learn. We're not just about developing their gymnastic skills. I want to ensure that the whole child is developed. So even during the curriculum program um, prior to COVID that we deliver in schools, we would um, hand out star gymnasts of the day. And it, it's not for the best gymnast in the class. It could be for someone that has tried over the term to do a skill and just hasn't quite got it and then on that last day has achieved it or a friend was struggling with something and they've been really supportive to hate, help their friends through it um so we we really try to um sort of value all of those different elements and not just the gymnastic skills that they're learning in in the lesson i really like that because I think for children in the school environment, sometimes it can be difficult not to not to just feel like you're doing as you're told because <laughs> that's how you're meant to be. And Nate being, you know, a child-centred and a child-focused organisation. I mean, w what you just said is, is music to our ears. It really is. And um, and, and, ju and, and just that, that sort of understanding of that there's... 
all, all, all the all the elements of kind of like say the perseverance and the determination and the ability to have a go and the fact that your achievement isn't just based on doing as you're told but the development of what you're doing and coming out of yourself is it's it's such an important thing and, and i i really love the way that you seem to have sort of found that balance between the two yeah and i do a lot of school um assemblies and things and one of the the things I always ask children is who's scared to make a mistake and you will always see the children putting their hands up and I always try to say to them, do you know what, making mistakes is a good thing um, and I try and explain that making mistakes, mistakes are our friends because by making mistakes you learn a huge amount. Um, so I, I want children to not worry about falling over or not getting 100% in their school test but I want them to learn how to react to that and that can be um, obviously asking for help it can be having another go at it it can be talking to mum and dad about it it can be lots of different ways but it's it's understanding that it's it's okay to not always be right and to to make those mistakes along the way and that was one thing I really learned throughout my career because I used to go to competitions I'd prepared a hundred percent my routines were ready and I made a mistake on the day and I was so disappointed with it um but you actually learn how to compete and sometimes when you're learning new stuff mistakes are going to happen because that's you're human um, so I just I want children to know that we are all human. We all will make mistakes. And if you can put that reassurance in giving them that idea of that mistakes are fine to to be made as long as you are happy to sort of have another go at it or go and speak to a teacher or a parent if you're, you're not sure how to make it better. Um, so I feel like I say the same thing, but I just am so passionate about handing that advice down to children and saying that it's okay to ask for help and this 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 is something i guess it's from a performance point of view but i was thinking about it in terms of children that take exams um obviously yeah. we're talking about staff in schools who may have um, an inspection that, that there's the element of kind of it has to be okay on this day at this time and, and of course if someone who's performing as you were you know the, the competition is now and this is your one time and yeah. like, like I said if, if you're working you've put 100% in you've done everything that you can but you can only control so many things how did you marry up that understanding of what it was to get the best out of yourself and, and everyone around you on any given moment but also have that understanding of how that affects your life generally and how your well-being can be affected by the understanding of those two things if that makes sense yeah I guess um I from a gymnastics perspective I obviously had um a great coach Amanda who I trusted 100% to get me ready for competitions and the way she dealt with things going into a competition the last word she always said to me was do you do your best misses no more or no less um so she was basically saying to me do what you do every day in the gym don't suddenly put an extra 10% effort in or don't hold back um and then if i came off and it had gone well obviously great um but if we came off and it hadn't gone so well it was that understanding of don't worry there's always another competition and 
it was me that would beat myself up more because I was just disappointed that I knew I could do better. But you would go straight back into the competition and Amanda would chat to you about how, why did I feel that it didn't quite go right? Or was there something that affected the performance on that day? Or was it just one of those things? And I do think that within sport, unfortunately, you do need a little bit of luck on your side. You can do 10 out of 10 routines day in, day out. And on that day, you're not 100% feeling well or the bars are slightly chalkier or and you've got to be able to react to that so quickly so I put a lot of it down to experience of how to control your nerves going into competition but a lot of it is down to preparation and that was um, obviously the hard work I put in but also the hard work that Amanda put in to make sure that I was prepared for that day um, but when it comes to performing, I mean, you get, I remember in London 2012, I was just so nervous. Normally before, before competition, I w- I'd be looking forward to it. But obviously, London was my third Olympics. It was that last chance of picking up an Olympic medal. And I, ju- I just remember feeling so sick the week leading into it. But the actual day of competition, because it was finally there, I was, it, I w- it was just normal. Um, but throughout this program, there's. Um, I remember when I was designing one of the lessons, it's uh, acting out animals. And I just remember thinking what I would have felt like as a six, seven, eight-year-old being asked to sit in front of your family and act out an animal. That would have terrified me <laughs> to death. Um, but what I'm trying to teach them there is to have that confidence to to be themselves I think one of the top tips is um don't shy away from the actions like kind of do the actions big and bold so that people can understand what animal you're acting out um so although some of the activities they might be looking at and thinking the child's thinking what am I learning from this well actually they're learning confidence to be able to perform in front of people which is a a huge part of sport but it's also things like when they're doing their sats um they are taught everything and then suddenly they're put into that exam scenario and they feel that pressure well actually that's what we're trying to teach them through that program as well and I think it's that preparation and I think hearing things like we've been talking about today, about the fact that even with all the greatest prep in the world, you may still feel nervous. It's still, yeah. it's still, it's still the one day, and and it's the repetition, it's the prep, it's having, you know, it's having um, faith in your teachers and, and and the people around you f- to put you in the best position. And I think from yeah. a senior leadership team as well, it's that kind of understanding the pressures that the teachers feel on, and having those conversations in. And and I think that's where the values things comes in again, isn't it? Because if you've, you've all got something to hold on to that you know you're working on together, then that's supportive across the board. And I think that's where your values and your, um, if you're talking about a business element, that's where the values, your mission and your vision, well, why are you doing it? What is the, the aim? And obviously for me, it's inspiring a generation um, to, to give them opportunities to have a go. Um, so I guess I always go back to this why am I doing it what is the main purpose of this and I guess if anyone sat out there thinking I'm nervous or I'm a bit worried about this well actually think to yourself why am I doing it what's the purpose behind it and then that might reassure them a little bit 
And I think having that perspective, and it really sounds like all the things you've spoken about in terms of, like, say, the weekly sessions, the way they're put together and, and how it's all all put together, just it's not just doing it because you know it's going to make a difference. It's enabling the children to understand why you're doing it and experiencing that. And I think that's the thing that makes it so different from many other programs. Yeah, and it's like each week's got that tick list for every activity, but it's also got that participation challenge that um, for weeks one, two, and three, they so there's 15 activities, five for week one, five for week two, and five for week three, and then it repeats itself, and then it, so that the children can see over time that they are progressing, they are seeing that increase in those numbers, um, and then on week ten, it's giving. Um, it gives them the choice to pick their five favorite activities. So it's giving them that autonomy. It's giving them the choice of, do you know what? We've told you what to do for the past nine weeks with these activities and you've hopefully seen that progression. But for week 10, it's celebration week. We would love you to pick your five favorite and have a go at them. Um, so it's, it's giving that choice back to the child. And for for those teachers listening who now have the opportunity not only to, to hear you today, but also to, to take part in the programme and, and to deliver it with the children, is there any advice that you would give your younger self now with all the experience you have, both obviously as a gymnast, but also as a business owner and, and someone who's really got this passion to, to share these experiences with children? So that they can they can sort of pass on as it were so yeah. what you would tell yourself but also what you'd like to then pass on to them as well I think from a for a child's perspective it is you don't have to achieve everything yesterday as a youngster I was so desperate to when I was a junior I really wanted to win a British title and it I, I it never happened I, I only won my first British title when I was 16 in the first year of seniors um, so I think it's kind of saying, do you know what, uh, take your time, learn the techniques, learn what you need to learn and hard work will pay off. Um, I think people uh, just want it now, whereas actually it, it's not a bad thing to take time. Um, and then from an adult perspective, again, being willing to ask for help. I, I had a huge transition in my career from being a competitive elite athlete um, to suddenly my identity completely changed. I was no longer an elite gymnast. I um, was suddenly sat in a boardroom rather than a gymnastics hall and people are talking about all of this jargon that I had no idea what was going on. Um, I used to come out of the meeting with loads of notes but all of the notes were questions to go and ask my dad. <laughs> of, what does this mean? What does this mean? Please explain this. Um, and looking, and I, I did go and ask for help um, from my obviously my trusted uh, kind of circle of friends. So my, my dad was always um, kind of the first person I rang. But I've now learned that if I don't understand something, just to say, can you explain that to me? If you are happy enough to open up and say, do you know what, I just don't understand, please explain it to me. People are more than willing to help you. Whereas if you just sit there and nod your head and it like kind of 
show to people that you understand it, but then you don't produce the work that you're meant to produce or it's maybe not to the standard that the person was expecting. Well, they they won't understand it's because you you had no idea what you were meant to be doing. So I think from an adult perspective, it, it's similar to the kids in don't be scared to ask for help. Um, I've learned that a lot <laughs> throughout um, the business. I, I've realized that I'm that little seven-year-old back in the gym with so much to learn. And um, this past 10 years has been a huge transition um, for me, but I, I absolutely loved it and just basically wanted to continue to develop myself as a result of it. I love that, and 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 I, and I always think about that. You remember that seven-year-old person? I think is brilliant because, like you said, we all feel it, no matter what our age. When when we feel under that kind of pressure or scrutiny, or in a classroom, or when we're learning something new, and it's what children feel almost every day when they're doing something new. And I think to to feel that as adults, I think really gives us a real asset in terms of being able to really give our best to to the children that we're supporting. Yeah, definitely. I mean. I think everyone's been in that scenario where your boss or someone has said to you, everyone understands and you've just nodded and <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. And then you go out and go and ask your friend, what, what was he going on about or what am I meant to be doing? So I think um, just having that, we're, we're constantly telling the children to ask for help or put your hand up or actually um, the adults also need to take their own advice <laughs> absolutely well it sounds like a fantastic program and i'm so glad that the the, the initial feedback has been so positive as well and yeah. I, th- I think having an online program with the, the, the like say the face-to-face in school ones it can only be yeah. a, a real asset for you so tell everyone where they can go and find out more information and how they can get involved yeah so um obviously you can go on to Bethwell Gymnastics website, which is just bethwellgymnastics.co.uk, or you can email samantha.scotland at btgymnastics.co.uk. Um, she is managing the curriculum program. Um, so she is happy to obviously take you through the program. Um, she's more than happy to answer any questions that you've got um, and obviously talk you through it. So yeah, it'd be it, if anyone out there is is interested in it and wants more information, then uh, just send an email through to us, and we'd be more than happy to chat to you about it. That's fantastic. Um, thank you so much for for sharing your enthusiasm and oh, no worries. And, and 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 really really yeah really given us a, a chance to sort of understand the program but I think more importantly really get a sense of the essence behind it and I think that's very infectious and if even part of that comes across into what the children experience then it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah no I hope and um, obviously we would love to hear any feedback if any of you do take the program. Fantastic Beth thank you so much indeed. No worries thank you.